0: you're listening to the fit female project i'm maz and i'm
1: chelsea and we're here to help every woman on her fat loss and fitness journey we've helped hundreds of women who are desperate for results but don't know where to start as your coaches we use evidence-based facts whilst keeping it real so you can look and feel your most confident self without having to give up your social life Head to our website, www.fitfemaleproject.com to find out how you can join our community. It's really, really good. Or check out our Instagram at Project. Now, let's get to work. Hello and welcome to episode two of Fit Female Project. Maz is here. <laughs> Hello, Hello. <laughs> Hello. Right. Girlies, today's podcast is... How to train to look toned. Yeah,
0: we get inundated with questions. How can I look toned? I just want to look toned. I want to tone up. And I think we wanted to start with dissecting that term, Tone up and looking toned. What does that really mean? What we mean by looking toned is actually by having enough muscle tissue on you and a decreased amount of body fat. So you can actually see that muscle kind of coming out and creating the shapes of your body. There's a misconception that you can turn fat into muscle. That is not the case. They are completely different tissues. You have to reduce your body fat and build your muscle to look toned.
1: So what are some things we can help our audience with then like we we give all of our clients tips so if you're a client listening this is a really good refresher but if you're somebody that's new then here's some things that we believe completely transformed our journey and what really transforms our clients journeys and physiques and these are the things that can really help with giving you that that toned physique?
0: Mm. So I think the most simple one and something that we implement straight away with anyone that joins the challenge is tempo, which is basically referring to how quickly and slowly you are lifting during your workouts. It can be a complete game changer. We've all seen people in the gym rushing through exercises, doing them kind of half reps and pushing out at 20 reps really quickly and you're Never going to get the same connection, the same control, the same form technique as you will as if you just slow everything down.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is an absolute game changer, especially as well. Well, at the gym, but if you're training at home and you're limited to equipment, or if you go on holiday and you're limited, then knowing that if you slow something down and when to slow it down can transform the workout from like a a five out of ten to an eight out of ten. Down on it,
0: yeah. It's a great intensity technique to use at home. Fantastic, and we do have a lot of people that train at home. And yes, it might make your workout
1: slightly longer, but my God, is it worth it? Yeah. So let's go for some examples, shall we, of of like how we can, when we're saying your tempo and slowing things down. So say, for example, when things are coming down, we call it like the eccentric movement. So when it's coming down, I always remember this by thinking the bit down to earth towards the earth then if you slow that bit down say for example if you're doing um a squat or if you're doing a, a deadlift that that moment where you're slowing it down also that gives you that time for that mind to muscle connection like where am I feeling it in my body where should I be feeling it you can get that and then you can come up you know coming down to the bottom for three counts and then up for one things like that can literally yeah transform it I don't know if that's going a little bit too in depth but there's that's just an example.
0: No, I think that's really good to touch on and if you think of your muscles almost like elastic bands when the muscle is lengthened and stretched it's got loads of tension. So that is where it's challenged the most like it's got loads of tension. Well, the majority of the time. Um, And then (laughs) when you release it, it goes slack. So, for example, when you're doing an RDL, as you come down towards the floor with the weights, your hamstrings are being stretched. You're under the most tension at the bottom of that movement. And then as you come up, it releases a little bit. So that's kind of just explaining tempo and how it can change. But you touched on something else, which is really important, is that mind to muscle connection, before you go yeah. into every single exercise, everything's programmed for a reason and to work a certain muscle group. So take a second just before each exercise to think, what am I working here? And then really focus on that muscle as you do the exercise, because otherwise other muscle groups can take over. A really good example for this, if you're training in the gym, would be something like a lap pull down which is a back exercise. You want to be using your lat muscles. But if, unless you've got your chest high enough and you're pulling that uh, weight down towards your chest, if you've sunk back and you've curved your back a bit, you might be pulling with your arms. So therefore you're not connecting your mind to where you want to be feeling that exercise and if that means dropping the weight so that you can actually feel where it's meant to be hurting or you know meant to be using then do it because that might that can be a that can be completely transformative to your workout here's something
1: to work on before you when you do your next workout before you do the exercise if you're somebody that's a client of ours you can read what the exercise is have a little think in your head, what am I going to be working? What what muscles am I going to be working? And then when you do the exercise, just get that mind to muscle connection and really focus on using those muscles. And then if that means that you're going a little bit too heavy, I honestly of recently as well, <laughs> I mean, we're always learning. I've been bringing the weights down. I'm lifting lighter actually than last year. And I've been slowing things down and getting that mind to muscle connection. And I think that I'm training better. Absolutely. I've done the same.
0: Yeah. I've I've dropped How my funny. weights and really focused. Yeah. Really How focused funny. on the form. Yeah. And if you are worried about form, lots of people are. They're worried about getting hurt. I remember asking my mum. I really want her to start training. I really want her to start lifting weights. Me and Chelsea keep saying that. We're desperate to get our mums on Fit Femur
1: Project. Oh, God, come on. I'm like, what's your mum's name again? Teresa. Teresa (laughs) and Tish. My mum was like, no, not doing it because she knew I'd want to film her. She was like, no. We're going to stop ourselves right there. It's time for an ad break, um, but we're not sponsored yet. So we've decided to promote ourselves. Research shows that you can burn 3.2 calories by pressing the like and subscribe button.
0: So if you're enjoying the podcast, then it would mean so, so much to us if you could do this and share it with your friends and family and help us build this incredible community. Okay, self-promo over. Let's get back to the podcast. That was actually going to be my next point. And people are really worried about form and if they're doing it right. One of the best tips for this is to actually film yourselves doing the exercises. And you can either send them on to someone that can help you, i.e. us as your coaches, if you are on our program, or someone that you trust that trains a lot or a PT or whatever it is. Or you get, if if it's difficult to try to film yourself, then if you're going with like a training partner, you can get them to film you. And that's not out of vanity. We're not about putting it on... Instagram or TikTok or whatever it's purely so that you can see am I getting enough depth in my squats for example I thought I was going really low but actually I've looked at I've watched it back and I've probably got another three inches in there or you know am I rushing sometimes you might think you're going really slowly yeah you're going like, I do that all the time I think oh god I've really nailed my tempo and I'm
1: like supersonic <laughs> and also you know what's nice about doing that too is then you've got um you've got something to compare it to when you look back at, at your videos and you think oh bloody hell. I look at back, look back at a lot of videos I go what is that but that's all part of it and that's why um strength training is actually such a nice way to train and way to just track There's something nice about tracking progress, whether that's like lifting a heavier weight, whether it's your your form's improved. It's nice. We like being good at things as humans. (laughs) And that's a part of like progress. We call that progressive
0: overload, which is a way of seeing those progressions happen every single week and different things you can use. We won't go into too much detail, but you can increase, for example, your your number of reps how many times are you doing that specific movement or you could increase the number of sets have you got an extra set in you so you can do four sets of split squats rather than three or you can increase the again the tempo you can change up the tempo making things slower makes them harder you can then increase the weights every single time can you do a touch more or doesn't even need to be every single time every once every two weeks for example you know every step is a progression forward and as you said
1: that's such a um rewarding feeling i think that moves us on nicely onto the um the next one of of having a structured program now that is another another game changer and again if you're with fit female project you'll know that we do six week training phases which if you said that to me Back in in the day uh, when I was dancing that I'm going to do the same training program for six weeks. I would be so confused. What are the benefits of having a structured program, Maz? If you think about all of your different muscles in your body, we need to
0: be hitting them a minimum amount of times per week for you to be able to see the changes that you want to see. So say, for example, you take your shoulders. You want to have enough training volume which is basically the amount of times that you train them per week for them to actually get stimulated enough to grow every single time you train them they're going to be broken down they're going to need to repair that's where the changes happen so we want to have a evenly split program. We, we structure full body programs so that your body can transform over time in an even way. So you're not overtraining or undertraining a certain muscle group. You're hitting everything adequate amount of times per week for you to see some structured progress. The only time that would change is if you've got a specific aesthetic goal I went through a phase of wanting to grow a bum because I've never really had a big bum. I've never had a good bum. I've had a, and I went through a phase. Of, I think okay, you've
1: got what, a good bum.
0: Well, I do now because I worked oh. on it yeah oh, you're still not happy I was like you got yeah. a grape on that oh thanks Charles. but I that was a specific that was a, a that was a particular case of me upping my my bum my glute volume throughout the week I was doing more glute exercises per week to make sure that I was getting a little bit more load on that but to be honest we like to just break it down. You're hitting your full body three times a week. That is more than enough to see the changes you
1: need. Yeah, especially if you are starting as a beginner, especially. I think it's important to get used to those those, those movements for sure. And then when we say in a structured program and we're you're saying you're doing the same thing each week the reason that lots of people say i'm doing the same exercises each week and like is it going to stop working because it's the same exercise each week do i have to keep changing the exercise no but what you do need to do is make sure that you're working hard enough in each of the exercises and that is when we increase again as what we were saying before your progressive overload which is when you increase the reps the weights etc um so that's the benefits of having your your structured program
0: i mean part of that as well is we've got the intensity how hard are you working We have a scale of after every workout, give us a one to 10 of how hard that workout has been. One being dead easy and 10 being extremely hard. And that's kind of our biggest indication as to whether you are giving
1: it enough um, oomph to be able to see the changes that you need. And then when we're saying the level out of 10 that does not mean in terms of card. So this is another thing that I think gets confusing. God it's blood no wonder it's bloody confusing for everyone. There's so many elements into fit with fitness of like, how should I be feeling? So this is a typical thing people ask us. I, I haven't been I'm not out of breath. Like I so then people will say that it's maybe they might rate it at the beginning at like a six out of ten because they're not um, you know, dripping with sweat, laying on the floor, not being able to breathe. But then the next Day they wake up and they can't walk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big sweaty person, but I rarely, ever, ever, ever get the same feeling after a weights workout than I would do after a run. Yeah, it's different, different feelings, different vibes, completely different. It's completely different, but that does not mean that you're not progressing. If you are not at the end of your workout dripping with sweat and really puffed, it should feel like those exercises that you have trained have been extremely challenging. We want you probably, like you could have done maybe two reps more, but then you would have failed. That's where we want you. We want you at that stage where you're pushing yourself to that level. And at this stage when you're a beginner, you will see fast progress if you've not been training before because your muscles won't be used to that stimulus so they're called newbie gains and it's like use them make the most of them because you're only going to have them once now it takes me a long time to build muscle
1: (laughs) what have we got now what is the opposite newbie yeah the old gains (laughs) yeah the slow gainers uh, the slow we are the slow gainers (laughs) Again, another thing that's really good is for you to get that, uh, start thinking in your mind about how hard something is and channeling with your body and going, okay, are these last two, say, for example, you're doing 10 to 12 reps. We want those last two reps to feel really hard. If you're doing it and you've put the weights down and you're like, oh no, that wasn't hard. Then that's the moment you've got to make it harder. If you That's supposed to simplify it, just you've got to make sure it's hard enough. (laughs) Mm. And we don't care how many calories you burn.
0: Obviously, we're not talking about nutrition, but that's another bugbear of ours we don't care. It's not about that. It's literally, you haven't had a worse workout. If you look down your watch and you've burnt 150 calories compared to a run where you've burnt 350 calories, completely different energy systems. So please don't stress about that. Just focus on the things that we've spoken about in this podcast and you will start
1: to level up your training and see the progress that you need. The only thing I use my watch for is steps to tell the time um, and for like a i'll I'll use it for a run to to check that but do you use it for your workouts? No,
0: definitely I'd think I'd be depressed if I did because I've worked really hard. I've lifted really heavy and I'd look down I'd be like a hundred calories. That's like I've just eaten. Uh, that's half a protein bar that I'm about to eat up yeah. in my
1: workout. <laughs> I know and then you like literally you can't you're you know you're walking out the gym like like very slowly because you've worked really hard and you think oh I've had a really good session and then you look at your watch and it's going to say like 80 calories you'd be like fuming no don't yeah. don't even bother it doesn't matter it's different different things that we're talking about I laughing Shane's creeping into the room I'm doing a podcast Shane. Okay, so I feel like that is a lot of information for everyone to think about, um, and hopefully, everyone's benefited from from those from those subjects. Um, and we're going to give everyone some homework. Um, we want you to think about these three things when you do your next workout, whether you're training at the gym or at home. Before you do your exercise, we want you to think about what muscle you're working and get that mind to muscle connection. What's the second one, Maz? We want you to think about your tempo,
0: slow down your movements, see if you can feel it even more when they're half
1: time. Yep. Love that. And then the last one is we really want you to uh, decide how hard was that? Was that like for each exercise we're talking and each set, was that an eight out of 10? Was that a six out of 10? If it was a six out of 10, why don't you try and make it a little bit harder by doing all of those things, either slowing it down, increasing the reps, increasing the weight. And uh, yeah, let us know if that's helped and let us know how you get on.
0: Yeah. Please tag us on Instagram and let us know how you found that that your workouts now that they've leveled up a little bit and you've added that extra challenge. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, we shall see you very, very soon for our next podcast. We don't know what it is yet. We'll we'll work it out. We'll work it out very soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.